Hi everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost and today we are going down the deep, dark, narrow hallway of tearing up a book. Is it an okay thing to do or not? Every junk journaler must face this, this terrifying choice at some point. And some of us can't do it at all. It's just not even on the table. And it doesn't have to be. And that's a nice thing. And that's perfectly fine because there are no rules when it comes to making your journals. Or maybe you're on the fence thinking, well, maybe it's okay. I'd like to do it. I see it looks really fun to do it. But I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. It seems like it's against everything that I've ever heard. You shouldn't destroy books. Or maybe you're, no way, Jose, I am not tearing up a book. I believe that books are sacred and they must be protected against anything. And anybody who tears them apart is evil. And I totally get it. I want you to know I respect all points of view. And I think I have stood in every single position at some point in my life. Uh, I have to admit, I have shifted over to the, it's okay to tear up a book. And there are certain books that I will not tear up. And, uh, but there are a lot of books that I will tear up and I'm having a lot of fun at it. So let's kind of delve into this sticky little wicket. And, uh, you know, it's very interesting to hear people's thoughts on it. It's almost like, geez, it's almost like politics or religion for goodness sake. But, uh, um, you know, it's a very personal choice. I don't personally think there's a right or wrong. I think it's a, just a different viewpoint. And I think that, um, you know, you have to do what you're comfortable with and that what makes you happy. If it doesn't make you happy to tear apart a book, well, the golly gee, don't tear apart a book. If you're happy uh, folding papers, blank papers, maybe you've coffee dyed them or avocado dyed them or you've rubber stamped them and you've played with them or you're using scrapbook paper pads and you're having lots of fun with that and you see absolutely no reason to tear up a perfectly good book, that's dandy. Go for it. Now, um, one way around it, which, uh, which is one of the things that I incorporated early on, was I would buy multiple copies of a book. And this I did with Edith Holden books. Edith is a, Edith Holden is a wonderful historical figure who, uh, was a, uh, she illustrated animals and plants in her beautiful artwork and she wrote gorgeous, uh, text with it. It was almost a field guide, uh, but with a poetic twist to it. Uh, just wonderful stuff. And many of us, oogle at her works in the junk journal world um and she i loved her books when i first ordered them i you know went on ebay and abe books and thrift i think it's called thrift books or something but uh, i found some copies not too much and i got them and i thought oh man these are gorgeous i can't tear these up i just love these so i went ahead and i got an extra set of copies and that way i figured i would have the sacred copies for reference if i ever wanted to thumb through them and then I would have my working copies. This would be a set of the uh, copies that I, uh, the books that I could tear apart at will and not feel bad because I had another uh, set of the books sitting right over there. And then what happens is as I'm going, and honestly, it, it does take a while to go through a book. And I've been tearing apart my Edith Holden books for quite a while. I think I brought pretty much most of the ones that are out there. And um, I haven't even barely scratched the surface. So I'll be drawing from those original books for quite a while. And uh, so that's sort of how my brain worked around that. Now, is it right or wrong, good or bad? I don't know. I mean, it feels fine to me. I'm okay with it. Um, 
you know, I paid money for the book. The book is mine, and I just, I just want to tear it up, <laughs> you know. And uh, I think, in a sense, that I am um, paying homage to Edith by using her pictures because I really think I'm really moved by her works, and um, they inspire me greatly. And uh, you know, I always wonder if uh, she's kind of looking down at us. Uh, just amazed at how this whole junk journal world has taken off, and there's so much energy around her beautiful uh, artwork. Um, I hope I hope she feels happy about that. It's not just another dusty book on a shelf that doesn't get looked at. This, these are hot commodity books, and uh, they're high, highly accoladed in the junk journal world. So, um, you know. You may ask yourself, why tear a book apart to make a book? I mean, that seems a little bit ludicrous, doesn't it? Um, but uh, you know, sometimes there are elements of a book that you would like to add or pull from, or uh, use certain sections of it. Uh, maybe there's a, a certain feel of the paper in a certain book that you just like, and you would like to have a page of that book in your junk journal along with your pl- uh, blank pages, uh, just to give the person who has the journal. Something different to feel, something different to possibly read. Maybe they're, you know, page after page of blanks is great, but sometimes you might need a little bit of inspiration every once in a while in life, and maybe that little book page that's in there might just give you that little taste of something different, just a little something to scratch that itch of what can I write about, what can I think about. It may take you on a journey. Maybe it's a little story or a poem. Or uh, you know, it's a drawing or a picture, or you know, it's maybe it's music notes, music paper. I mean, there's so many different things that we use. Dictionary pages. Uh, so there's a lot of fun things and a lot of ways that we incorporate books by tearing them apart. And uh, we use this expression called gutting a book. It sounds painful, doesn't it? Yes, we gut books. We grab them by their little wings, and we hold their little wings back, and then we take out their innards. It sounds horrible when I'm saying it, but uh, or we could say we uh, take the dusty book off the shelf that will no longer be enjoyed by anyone, and uh, we breathe new life into it by giving it a chance by putting a little floodlight on. Certain sections of it, and put it in front of people's eyes again to be honored and admired and thought about and considered.、Uh, so you know, it just depends your take on it and how you feel about it. You know, a book to many people symbolizes knowledge, a knowledge base, the tomes of yesteryear, this acquisition of massive amounts of accumulated knowledge of mankind over time, and it it somehow seems sacrilegious to. Fracture these beautiful books and、uh, take the pages out and just you know make a pocket out of it. Maybe that sounds <laughs> a little bit、uh, ridiculous, but、um, you know you have to ask yourself. We get knowledge today from many other sources. I mean, just think about the you know the Encyclopedia Britannica and how many of us had the whole set or part of a set. And、uh, you may still have this,、uh, and you may still reference it, and I think that's wonderful. Uh, but a lot of us have it and don't use it because we go to Doctor Google or you know we just grab our phones and look something up, and that's just the way of the world today. Whether it be good or not good, you know that's up for you to decide. But、uh, our acquisition of knowledge tends to—we want it fast, we want it instant. Maybe you want to know something when you're on the go, and you just don't happen to have your Encyclopedia Britannica set under your armpit at the moment. 
you're probably going to grab your smartphone and you're going to Google it. Uh, that's probably about what 99% of us do. And uh, that's how we're getting our knowledge these days. We still go to classes, but maybe we take classes online today. Uh, you know, there's so many different things that have changed. The actual textbook in many schools is disappearing. The paper hard copy textbook is becoming an e-text, an online text. That's where information is going. And of course, those of us who make junk journals, this does break our heart because we love books. We grew up with books. We remember the feel of the paper. We remember the smell. We remember the crinkly paper, the crunchiness. We love that. We don't want that to disappear. And uh, we hearken back to times even before we were born. So I feel that there, you know, I have a huge interest in uh, vintage items, uh, Victorian items, things that are, um, you know, older than 20 years. Um, I like things that are about 100 years old and I really, I think they're fascinating and I love to, you know, just go through piles of stuff and look at what people wrote and, and how they wrote back then. It was different. The language was different. Um, the calligraphy, the, the way they actually wrote in pen with pen was different than it is today. We barely write today. Um, you know, I think that there's a, a, a loss of a lot of skills that we used to have. So the book, the book is almost symbolic of another time. And I think the regeneration, uh, this interest, for some reason, there's a strong, sincere interest in creating journals, uh, creating books, book binding, book smithing, whatever you call it. Uh, there's this resurgence of wanting to create the book again. And to have it as something to be cherished, to be handed down, to be honored, to have a place where somebody can have a quiet moment, think some thoughts that they haven't thought in a while, maybe pondered some things that are from past days, and maybe preserve a little history. So in a sense, I think a junk journal can do that. It can be current history. It can be history from a hundred years ago. But when you're looking through a journal, looking at things, looking at embellishments, looking at ephemera, looking at journal notes, maybe that you wrote in the past, that's all history. And that is honoring history. So is the tearing of the book destroying history or is the making of the journal honoring history? Something to think about. Authors. Uh, I have a friend who is an author and she so much wants to make a junk journal, but she just cannot bring herself to tear apart a book because she knows how hard it was to create that book. And I completely understand and I have great respect for that. And uh, so there, different people look at it differently and I think that's fine. And she, she doesn't have to tear apart a book. Um, she, uh, but I certainly hope she gets the experience of how wonderful it is to make a book, even if she never tears apart a book, um, just to have the feeling of what it, it feels like to be a booksmith, to make a book, to bind a book. How, it's a wonderful skill and a wonderful feeling. And often what happens is people make one and they find that the process is so fascinating, they want to make more. And one begets the next, begets the next, begets the next. Some of us start small. We just make a few little books in the beginning. We get a little courage. We make a few bigger books and then we get a lot of courage and we go crazy when we make tons of books and big books and fat books. And it can be quite an adventure. Um, so let's take a look at things from this perspective. Now, if we're talking about the historical perspective of a book. Now, if it's 
sacrilegious to tear apart a book because it has great historical value and information in it and you know this book could be given to somebody else donated to poss- for possibly somebody else to read yes that makes sense right well why is it then that we don't really think twice about throwing away newspapers or magazines they also hold a lot of information education history uh photographs you know uh, all sorts of you know valuable stuff in there but for some reason in our society it's perfectly okay to throw away a newspaper but not a book hmm something to think about so is it really the book itself is it the information in the book itself or is it both hmm depends on your perspective now let's talk about the different parts of the book now when you're going to tear apart a book if that's the path you choose uh you can use the cover you can take the cover and remove it from the giant text block and you can use that as is and you're using the book or you could cover the cover and you can make it a different style completely you could paint the cover and use that in your book or as the cover of a book and then you have the entire text block to work with which gives you usually hundreds of pages to play with Uh all of these pages can be made into a myriad of things if you've happened to have followed followed along at all with my using up book page series on uh the YouTube channel the paper outpost I have about 65 episodes I think right now of uh different ways that you can use up book pages and that includes magazine pages newspaper pages anything anything that's a page actually um i just happened to uh, title the episode series using up book pages because i do have a lot of books that i have yes gutted and uh okay so where i stand on it is i am perfectly comfortable tearing apart any book from the 1900s um or the 2000s definitely uh but uh once you hit that 1800 threshold yeah i have a little issue there to me that goes into the really super historic area and I go more into preserving mode and uh I have a collection of old books from the 1800s and I I will not use those those uh, sit up on my shelf and uh uh they almost act as an inspiration to me I can actually see the way they were made I find them fascinating to look at I used them in a picture of how to make a journal out of an old book and I th- think some people misconstrued that I was tearing apart the old 1800 year books but I wasn't um uh it was I was just showing you how they uh they were constructed and that and the actual book that I think I tore apart and that was probably I don't remember the exact date maybe from 1930 if I remember correctly I'm not 100% sure but uh either way maybe you know tearing apart a book from 1930 is completely not okay and and I get that and I respect that and that's fine but in my world it is it's okay and it was I believe a college algebra book possibly can't remember exactly which book could have been an organic chemistry book but um and the knowledge back then um is outdated. Let me let's be very frank. These were um textbooks and things have changed a little bit since then and we have added more dimensions to our educational process and some of the information in these books is defunct. Um organic chemistry uh is probably basically the same but they've added to it there are more levels more layers it's deeper now uh the college algebra uh the basics have probably stayed the same um but maybe there are uh more modern problems asked in college algebra to bit today 
Uh, is there value in that book? Of course. It's, you know, it's valuable to learn how to uh, manipulate mathematical equations and uh, um, obviously, you know, organic chemistry. It's valuable to understand how that operates in our carbon-based system. It's a wonderful thing. But is anybody going to actually look at that book? And we, you know, you could easily say to yourself, well, yes, there is somebody. There is somebody in, you know, another country right now who might need that information right now. And I think that's possible. But hey, they may also have a smartphone and they may just look it up. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I was okay. I moved forward and I tore the book up. <laughs> so yes, you can reuse pages and have a lot of fun with them. You can enjoy the look of the text itself, all the different font styles of a book as you're tearing it up. Uh, you can tear out little uh, strings of sentences. You can make up new sentences as you tear apart little uh, blocks of words and, and, and have all sorts of fun with them. So there's a lot of different things that you can do. You can create little word clouds on a page with your, your uh, um words that you have torn out from a book page. There's so many fun things. You can make collage. I mean, there's a lot of fun things. It's a beautiful resource and uh, there's so much we can do with it. The saddest thing is truly when a library is done with some books and they do need to move them out and they have their book sale and there's always some that don't sell and these end up getting often sold. We like to think in our fantasy world that a lot of these go, they get donated and they get passed around and there's, you know, uh, people that end up with these books and they're all fully read and fully used. But I just think that there's probably a lot of these books that uh, truly get sold to Actually, I know this happens uh, because I've talked to the people at my local library. Anyway, uh, they get sold to the shredder. That's right. These books get shredded. They come and they buy them by weight and uh, they'll pay like 25 cents a pound for the books or something like that. And they go through the shredder. It's shredder. It's pulped. And uh, then they make paper or something out of it. I don't know what they do with it. But uh, yeah, a lot of the books are shredded. So think about that when you're thinking, oh, it will get donated. It may not. It may be shredded. So you may actually be this book's last stand, this last chance to be honored and be uh, uh, revered and presented to the future of humanity by being housed in your junk journal. Okay. So... In a way, it is passing on history by using the book. That's how I see it. I believe it is honoring the book, uh, you know, and I believe that, uh, you know, the encyclopedias, uh, they are beautiful. The sets are beautiful, but unfortunately, a lot of them do just collect dust. And unless we're actually experiencing an apocalyptic event where we completely have the, uh, the internet obliterated and we can no longer, uh, you know, ask Dr. Google what uh, we need to know, the written book and the written word and all of that information will become extremely and highly valuable. So there, I do see value in that. But I thought I would just put out this little, you know, head, head scratching, thought perplexing uh, topic because it comes up repeatedly. And uh, I think we just, I wanted to address it head on and just give you my thoughts and feelings. There's no real right or wrong, yes or no. It's just about how you feel and what makes you feel good and, uh, you know, where you are on it. And every position in my position is fine. And I uh, just want you to go out there and have lots of fun and create with reckless abandon. And we'll be talking about more hot topics on the Junk Journal Trail right here at the Paper Outpost. We'll be talking to you soon. Take care, everybody, and have an awesome crafting day. Bye-bye.